there's two things that we are most ignorant about and that causes the most problems. And it's a, it's the ignorance of thinking things that are thinking things are one way instead of the way they really are. That's the you know that that's an even worse ignorance than than uh, just just simply not knowing something. Simply not knowing something is actually easier to overcome than believing things are different than they are. So delusion is probably <laughs> a, a better name for the worst kind of ignorance. Are we recording this? Mm-hmm. All good. We are. And so, what is it What is it that we're ignorant of that causes us so much problems? And we're ignorant of the degree to which everything actually that we experience arises in our own minds. And that causes us to believe that we're rather, on the one hand, rather helpless because it's something that, because the things that cause us problems appear to arise outside of ourselves. <coughs> and so that's why we, we seem, yeah, maybe helpless, but yeah, we seem, uh, what's the right word, limited in what we can do about it. There's a word that I can't think of that would express it, but somewhat impotent, I guess, in our ability to to manage the world because it's something outside of ourselves. Um, and then we strive really hard to try to manipulate that perceived set of circumstances in whatever way we can. And so we're on the one hand failing to recognize that we have far more control over the nature of our experience than we think we do. And then we expend a lot of time and energy and agitate ourselves and create a lot of suffering for ourselves, uh, wanting things to be different and trying to make them different uh, in, in ways that are of, at best, very, very limited effectiveness. You know, which this is common experience. We're always trying and we're hoping and we think things are going to work out and then they turn out differently or not as well as we expected. And that, so that's, that's one aspect of ignorance in action that um, and you know, and as, as long as you keep seeing things in those terms, the, 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 the feeling the, of, uh, uh, things happening to you that you don't know why and you can't control, and then the frustration of trying, trying, trying to make things work, and then they don't. It just goes on and on forever, and it doesn't really change. 
<coughs> but when you overcome ignorance, then that is coming to recognize that there is another approach that you can take to things where you do have much more control over the kind of experience that you have and that there are ways to change the experience that you have that are more effective and so they're less frustrating. That's one aspect of ignorance. The other aspect of ignorance which is related to this is that as long as we keep believing that we are a self that is a separate entity from everything else, then uh, that view will limit our ability to discover and implement the kind of change that is possible You know, in terms of the first kind of ignorance. So both kinds of ignorance work together. And they're really, it's one kind of delusion, which is seeing there as being a, a world out there that impacts a self in here. And uh, that uh, the, the states of happiness and unhappiness are dependent upon the interaction between the world out there and the self in here. So that's that's basically the ignorance. And you need to overcome that by stages. I mean, ultimately overcoming that is recognizing that all of our experience happens in our own mind. And the way it happens is because of the way we uh, the way we think and the intentions we have and, and how basically how we program our mind since our mind is creating our reality whatever reality we get is going to be whatever one we programmed into our mind um, and when you can see the emptiness of all that and then see that that the idea of a self that's suffering is also just a product of the programming, then you can uh, regard it all in a different way. And, and it's, it's very liberating. But, you know, it's not, it, it, takes, it takes quite a while to get to that place of seeing that clearly. So, but you can take the understanding of that in principle and start applying it in all kinds of ways in your life. And we condition our minds constantly. And it's not like uh, it's not like the kind of experience that you're going to have this afternoon is the result of what you've been doing for years and years and previous lifetimes and stuff like that and therefore you can't do much about it. It's about 90% dependent upon what you're doing in the present and the immediate past. And it's just minimally affected by all this past stuff. And that's something that a lot of the modern Buddhist teachings have got upside down backwards. Because it's not true. Most of, the, most of the conditioning of your mind is immediate. You can see how it happens. You know, if you, if you are 
interacting with someone and you primarily see their what you perceive to be as their flaws and the problems in their behavior and the annoying ways that they impact you, then you are going to find yourself in the next hours and days and so forth, as long as you're interacting with that person, suffering, maybe not terribly miserably suffering, but suffering the constant annoyance, dissatisfaction, and, you know, just not being happy with the way things are. Because you have imprinted, your, your mind takes whatever your eyes deliver and your ears deliver and your, and your other senses deliver, and it constructs a reality complete with a sense of self and a subjective feeling of happiness, unhappiness, frustration, pleasure, whatever it is. It, it makes that whole construct. And so if you're going around, you know, thinking these kinds of thoughts, then you're going to get that kind of result. And also, you know, uh, it's, your thoughts are probably the most powerful, uh, but almost as powerful, uh, and maybe more so in some ways that they concretize our thoughts, are our words. If we, if we think something, that's bad enough, but then we go and say it, and it makes it more real because not only did we think it, but now we say it and then we hear it, you know. And so, so we're thinking it and now we're hearing it and it makes it like it's doubly true. And then that, that creates the kind of situation, the way that we experience things. You can, you can become aware of yourself doing this. And you can... Just try to guard your your actions and your speech and, and even your thoughts against generating these sorts of, uh, of negative programming. Um, and and then you can try to replace them with a more positive kind of programming. You know, um, as hard as it may seem to. Uh, be at some times, there's, there's something positive in just about any situation. And there's something positive about just about any person. Um, and it's wonderful if you can find that. And likewise, the, your interactions with situations, um, you can look at it only in terms of the way it makes you feel in the present based on your based on how you programmed yourself or you can look at it as something which helps you to get a handle on your own ignorance and change that so uh, the very problems that we experience as a result of our ignorance are also the pointers and the lessons for how to overcome our, our ignorance. The other part of this is, uh, is that 
whenever you're feeling happy or unhappy, you're always identifying with that feeling as a self. You know, not just that. Oh, there's the feelings of happiness and unhappy or happiness arising, but I am happy or I am unhappy. And the I part of that makes these emotions, these emotional states, really important. They take on a great significance. And so if we find ourselves unhappy, well, it's terrible. Here I am, this living being, I just, all this is all I have is myself and my life, and it's unhappy. It's something, we've got to do something about this. We've got to change this. But if you can... If you can overcome that ignorance, then that unhappiness is just a feeling that this mind is making, and it's such a tiny part of the whole uh, that it it puts it into a completely different perspective and makes it a whole lot more manageable. You know, yes, I am the consciousness. Uh, the mind stuff that's experiencing this. But that's all I am. There is no other I beside that to worry about and make this all important. And this I is just a, uh, you know, it, it, it's just a, a, a part of everything. This I is just a particular vantage point. It's just one one part of the whole that gets to see other parts of the whole. And all of the parts of the whole are constantly interacting, and uh, and you could go around, which we do, go around judging them all about. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's bad. Oh, we want this. Oh, we don't want that. And that is basically what we do. Um, and then we dwell. We dwell on on the, either the happiness or the unhappiness from this vantage point of just a tiny part of the whole. But if we can let go of that and, and see the whole thing, then then it is wonderful. You know, this... Um, this universe that our minds create is absolutely amazing. And we know that, you know. You're watching National Geographic special on television, and you, you realize how wonderful it is. It doesn't matter that uh, you know it, it's not a negative thing about it that oh, it doesn't really exist. It's just in your mind because that's not true. It does really exist, even though it is just in your mind. It's the only thing that you know it, that there is. But the way you experience it is completely up to you. So you can experience it as wonderful, or you can experience it as uh, being, uh, instead of being a wonderful totality, as being a whole set of problems intermixed with temporary minor victories, and clinging to the temporary minor victories and satisfactions instead of uh, of dwelling in the wonderfulness of what it all is. It's 
So that's what ignorance is. That's basically what ignorance is, is not recognizing that we have tremendous power over the kind of experience we have. Not so much over the particular circumstances we find ourselves in in the moment, although our past thoughts and actions have done have have contributed contributed hugely to what those circumstances that we find ourselves in. If you have a very difficult relationship with another person, you know, uh, and that's the situation that you have this morning. Uh, it is, of course, partly due to things that you have done and thought in the past to make it happen. But there is also the fact that in your difficult relationship with this person this morning, that there's two halves to it. There's the way the person is acting towards you, which you indeed may have said and done things in the past that influenced that. That's one part of it. But the other part of it is how you are seeing and accepting and being in the situation in the moment. So you can't change the past, so now this person may be uh, extremely hateful to, towards you, for example. And you can't change the things that you did in the past that you know and uh, are in fact partly responsible for that. But you don't have to continue to react in the way that's going to, first of all, make you miserable because, oh, here I am having to deal with this hateful person, but also to perpetuate that situation in the way that it is. You won't. You, you may or may not be able to change the way the person acts towards you in the future, uh, and you definitely should do whatever you think you can to see if you can change the way that person acts towards you in the future. But what you can change is how you react to the whole situation in the present and in the future. You know. Uh, same thing. Your car breaks down on a road, bad situation. Well, your past actions and decisions have something to do with that. I, and But you can't change that. And you can say, well, yeah, if only I had, you know, gone in and had this service done, or why did I go this way? I should have, you know, taken the safe route, and I wouldn't be on this road with nobody. You know, so we make decisions that put ourselves in situations. And we can't change that. But we can change how we react to the situation. Oh no, it's terrible, it's a disaster, you get upset, your emotions get in the way of you thinking clearly, you make more mistakes that compound the situation that you're already in. Or you accept it, you think clearly, you find the best solution, uh, you find something good about the situation, you make the best of it and you solve the problem. You know, um, And of course, how you deal with the situation in the moment is going to determine how the rest of your day goes and how you feel and you know if you blamed yourself for what you didn't do that got you into the situation then you'll probably keep on hitting yourself over the head with it for a long time to come so you know you're making hours of future 
misery available to yourself. <laughs> and it doesn't do any good. It doesn't do any good at all. You know, it's just you're just in this situation, and your past actions had something to do with it. But the other thing is, they didn't have everything to do with it. That's the other thing is that. It, it's silly to take responsibility for everything. Because as a matter of fact, everything is the cause of anything. You know, when, when something happens, if you stub your toe, the cause of you stubbing your toe isn't just you. It's everything, the, the entire universe. Change anything anywhere and that might not have happened. You might not even exist. You might not have a toe. You know, the rock might be, not be there to stumble upon. Change anything in the way everything is, and everything's different. So you don't take credit for it. You just accept this is this is the way it is. And I played my the, my personal self, the identity that I attached to this body and mind. I played my role in creating the situation, but I didn't do it all by myself. It's just part of the totality. It's what it is. And now this part of the whole is here experiencing it. So, what can I do with it? And that's, that's wisdom instead of ignorance. I like to see it all as, a, as different segments of the movie, you know. And the different people that are in the movie, like we're we're in this movie right now in this particular setting, mm-hmm. and we're we're the uh, the actor and the director and the whole whole thing, and uh, and we're just doing it, and then we go to the next scene, yeah. and um, that really works for me. That's a good way to look at it. It's just and, it, and, you know. and it's it's all just the movie, and then you know then the movie is one movie is over, and then you. Go to the next, the next scene, and it just continues. Yeah. Continues on. That's that's a really good way to look at it. It's just you know enjoy the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get, don't sit there saying, well, if I was a director, I would have made it happen different. <laughs> if I had written the plot, I wouldn't have made this. Happen. Yeah. You know. You just write the plot. <laughs> <laughs> And other ways, just just enjoy the movie and let it unfold, and uh, and uh, you know that that's another really good way to look at it. And it seems like the movie gets very jerky if I decide that I start thinking about how I things I have to do in the future, or things that way that I want to make it happen mm-hmm. ahead of time. You know, like now I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that, and everything. And, Instead of just, oh, here these angels showed up to do this, and oh gosh, look at this! It's just all moving along so smoothly, and and as long as I don't get anxious about, well, I don't like it this way, and it should be this way, and so forth. That I'm finding more and more how much that works. Yeah, and to and to keep the. Having a lot of respect for the for the other characters in the movie, and that's really important, you know. And that's why Shanti Davis' little statement about all of all of the uh, 
happiness in the world is a result of trying to make other people happy, and all of the unhappiness is a result of trying to make ourselves happy. You know, it's like while you're playing in this movie, if, you know, I, I, and we know this that if we do little things that make other people happy, then we feel good. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's the most wonderful medicine, the balm for the other sufferings that we have, you know, and uh, and we set out to make ourselves happy, and we're always disappointed with the result, even when it turns out well. But like at Easter time, we got that email from Sharon Rock about her mother Helen Worth. Yeah. I mean, Helen is dying at Easter. She's dying in the hospital in Bisbee. She's very, very sick. And Sharon said that Helen was just like, she was concerned about the nurses and the orderlies and everybody else. I mean, she was, Sharon said it was just like staggering. And Helen's not a Buddhist. I mean, she's Christian. But that that she was so amazed to see, Helen is her adopted mother, but mm-hmm. to see Helen just taking such interest and concern in everybody else mm-hmm. and she's dying. It was like, you know, Sharon was like, whoa. Well, that's kind of like the idea of Lojong. It was like amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thinking about other people and then it, you mm-hmm. know, you know, Geshe Michael says that over and over and over and over again. only way to be happy is to make other people happy. If you're unhappy yeah. now, it's because you didn't make other people happy in the past, you know. Both the, uh, and the equanimity that sees yourself as no different than anybody else. And then you take care of the needs of your body, and you take care of the emotional needs of your mind in the same way that you would somebody else's. Yes, that's important. But point. without attachment. It's just, yeah. you know, it's, oh, this is just one more being for me to make sure that I do whatever I can to take care of this being, too. Yeah, that's really important because otherwise you can wreck yourself taking care of other people. I mean, yeah, so that right. you can't even take care of other people. And that is a form of ignorance. Or people do that. They become very self-sacrificing. Mm-hmm. You know, and they actually don't take care of their own needs. And that's that's not right. That That's ignorance as well. That's Whether you are valuing yourself above other people or valuing yourself less than other people, in both cases, it's a form of unwholesome attachment to the self that's separate and, and, and different. That's a very good statement. But I love, like, you know, you, you realizing that this movie's never going to happen again. Like this moment right now, with Addie here, with her stomach mm-hmm. ache and Allegra here. And that's you, right. I mean, this moment is never. And, and yesterday with. Uh, Joanne there and Annika, that is never going to happen again. So, That's right. I mean, I guess we just, you know, the preciousness of it all, even if there's a slight imperfection and whatever, it's just like it's still, it's a perf- perfect slight imperfection. Well, if you understand impermanence, then everything becomes precious. Yeah. And that's, this is not how we act. We, we act as though everything's going to always be there. You know, that we can say something unkind to somebody because we can fight with them today and make up with them tomorrow. But, you know, nothing doesn't work like that. Everything is absolutely precious. 
And the other thing, too, is that every one of us is absolutely unique, you know. Nowhere in all of time and all of the universe will there ever be uh, another perspective like the one that you have right now and the one that you have right now. That we each have an absolutely unique and special perspective on the isness, on suchness. And in the same way you have to honor that, it's like, Wow, this this is this is the universe's only shot at seeing things from this point of view, you know. <laughs> Better experience it in the best possible way I can. I have a big responsibility here. Uh, did we come any close to any of the issues of ignorance that you were wondering about? I say, did we, did we come close to any of the ignorance you issues? You came were... close and closer and closer. <laughs> and <got it. laughs> For now. Good. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.